We are I. I've been watching this interview with Andrew Tate on the Tucker Carlson, Tucker on Twitter. And the interesting part is Andrew Tate has always fucking irritated me about like the imagery that, you know, he puts out in because of the image of him without really knowing much about him. It makes me not want to listen to him simply because he's, you know, one of the typical cliche guys like, I got to have all these cars. I got to have all these watches. I got to have all these boats. I got to have all this superficial shit that makes little to no sense to me. Very little sense. Like I'm just, I'm authentically not that kind of person and I don't strive to be able to have all of this shit or like think that I need to be able to have it to be able to have a certain status in life. I would much rather have a cozier sleeping bag and a better tent to be able to sleep in the backcountry where nobody can see it, you know, except for maybe the people that I bring with me. Like that's, that is my goal that like, that would be, that would be my equivalent to a a $300,000 car. So I've always, I've never could get past this and it's annoyed me every time I see shit with things. It's always these explosive comments about, you know, having to have this or look, I'm so much better than you because I have this car, like literally saying these things. And when you don't connect with a message like that, is that's what makes a good human being or that's what human beings should strive for. Again, like it's hard to be able to listen to any kind of wholesome message that he puts out. But, and I also never really listened to Tucker Carlson until they tried to censor him so much until that censorship industrial complex came for Tucker and then Tucker leaves Fox and my curiosity got sprung. So I'm like, this guy just points out a lot of the truth. Does he put a little juice on it? You know, sure. You know, but just juice by words, but not juice by actual, you know, making shit up. Like he's just laying out the evidence that a lot of people won't talk about in mainstream media. You know, talking about, January 6th, talking about how the this man is sitting in jail for years for, you know, the what he did at the Capitol, wearing these horns and going around and looking and presenting the image like this man overtook and hurt police to get there. But he had police escort through the entire fucking building. So Tucker talks about that. Talks about how these mandates and these shots and all this stuff to do with COVID and following the money and talking about this stuff. It's just uncomfortable when people are caught lying. So he exposes a lot. He talks about a lot. Like whether or not there's any, it leads to anything, at least he's willing to have the conversation. So when Tucker gets fired from Fox and he decides to go exclusively on Twitter and you know Elon says, no matter what you put out, I'm not going to censor it. So it's like, okay, great. So his first guest, uh, Tucker on Twitter, is Andrew Tate. You know, with this whole, Andrew Tate getting arrested with his brother in Romania and, you know, being charged with sex trafficking and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this is, this is interesting to me. I'd like to hear a little bit more, you know, about this. And, you know, maybe during this interview, Andrew Tate can sway my opinion and change my mind about him. Now, 
I'm glad I listened to it for the to get the perspective on some of these charges. Now, this is only what he's saying, so I don't know the actual truth behind it, but I do know that I listened to an interview from his lawyer, and his lawyer said the same thing, like, a lot of these charges are complete bullshit. Now, I can understand how and why a lot of these charges would be complete bullshit, and I understand how much bullshit there is in the criminal justice system. I can't even imagine how much there may be in a place like Romania where there is corruption just like what there is here in Canada or the United States. So I can imagine this. This is apparent to me. So I'm interested in intrigue to see how they're sandbagging this person, no matter who this person is. So I'm glad I got some really good perspective of, you know, how he's been charged with human trafficking because he allegedly got these women to post shit on TikTok and then got monetarily paid for it, although there can be there's no financial transactions recorded because they can't find anything. And these women have said, no, he actually didn't do this. But under human trafficking laws, they can say, well, you're brainwashed. We're not going to take your opinion into consideration. We'll tell you that you're being done wrong by. And that becomes the status quo. And that's what worries me is when the state can tell people, no matter what country you live in, but when the state can tell people how they feel because they're just like, no, you're brainwashed. You don't believe what I want you to believe. So I'm just going to tell you that you don't have the capacity to be able to think on your own. I'm going to tell you what is true and what is not true. So I'm like, that worries me because that's what we've seen during COVID. You know, that's what we see during this climate change crisis. That's what we see when Justin Trudeau goes on and talks about how Canadians are doing so well. And it's like, are they? So don't tell me that I can't see what I see with my own two eyes. Don't try to tell me that what I see with my own two eyes isn't real. So I can I can see the, the court case with him. I'm interested. So I'm like, this is happening all around the world. It's not just happening in Canada. It's not just a Canadian. It's not just an American problem. It's happening all around the world. And we as the citizens of this world have let, you know, like this elite political class and this you know, elite class within law create a lot of bullshit that we are now being penalized for when this is supposed to be a system that's all about reason and it's not. So that intrigues me. But listening to him talk, listening to Andrew Tate talk about how, you know, women are only going to be drawn to these guys with huge bank accounts and watches and cars and only good quality women are going to see this because only men who deserve or demand excellence of themselves end up with these things. So that's why women are attracted because it's all a competitive market for women. And just listening him go down this like for two hours and I have a half an hour left in this and I, I don't even know if I can or want to actually watch the last half an hour of this. But what makes me want to is if it gets into the court case a little bit more, which I don't think that it is. But the reason why that I thoroughly don't believe this is because I know a lot of great fucking women. I know a lot of stand-up women. I know a lot of women with a ton of integrity, a ton of morality, strong backbones that do demand that their men be a man through nonverbal communication. They just, they want to be protected. They want to be loved. But I also know that a lot of these women 
don't have and are not striving for if they don't. A man that drives a $300,000 car has fucking nice watches, a huge bank account and all this kind of shit. Yes, they're striving for a man who does or demands excellence of himself, treats them with dignity and respect, treats himself with dignity and respect, treats their kids or her kids or his kids with dignity and respect. Yes, they are demanding this, but this has nothing to do with this facade of things. And this is where I believe coaching people down this road that you have to work hard to get these things. You have to work hard and you eventually end up with these things. What about the massive amount of men who do work hard, who do have a great morality, do have ethics, who don't end up with these things because they don't end up being wealthy at the end of it all. Because maybe that is just not a priority to them and only being a good individual is. So why sell the image that you have to acquire these things and you will be rich? And even entertaining being rich as a part of it, that's the ignorant side. Is the very ignorant side. Does everybody want to have some money where they don't feel like they have to struggle? Yes. Does that equate being a millionaire? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Does it mean that you have to work hard to be able to make a certain amount of money to be able to not have to necessarily struggle? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm disjointed from this this message about how you you acquire these things, that these things are even entered into a part of this equation because I feel like that is where the moral and the ethical corruption comes in because when you feel like that the money, the status, the power that comes with it, the, the opportunities that come with money, when you need to enter that into a part of the equation, I question the foundation of it. I question who the person ends up being as an individual. And not saying that you can't be wealthy and an amazing human being. That is completely not the case. You can absolutely have a ton of money and be an outstanding human being. But it should not be a factor in the essence of a great human being. It shouldn't. Because again, you can have every single other one of the qualities that makes a great man or woman and have a comfortable financial life, but not be wealthy. You can have a great name in your community. You can have you know, a great stature for yourself physically in life, male or female, doesn't matter. Your kids can love you and respect you. Your wife or your husband can love and respect you. Your boyfriend or girlfriend can love and respect you. Your friends can love and respect you. And you don't have enough money to even adequately provide food on the table. But the one thing that this does create is this essence in third world countries where they have the least amount of depression because you have dependency upon community. When people bring one or two of the ingredients to be able to make a meal and everybody sits down at that meal and eats that meal knowing they can contributed to that meal. Like that creates a bond. That is peer bonding amongst peers and it's amazing. And the 
the message that Andrew Tate puts out there does not equate. There's none of that. There's no opportunity for any of that in the message that he's saying. And that's why I get disjointed by it. Because I don't even think a lot of the people who would even follow Andrew Tate's air quote, Hustlers University bullshit, I don't even know if a lot of them can see the forest through the trees that is not about the money. I'm sure some of them do sheerly by percentages, for sure. For sure. But I don't think a lot of them do. They see the money, they see the cars, they see all these things, and that becomes a forefront. But they paint this facade that they're doing it because they want to be this strong, moral, and ethical person. This man of excellence, masculine ex- excellence. But if you really got into it, they are really honest and they'd be like, actually, I just want the fucking cars, six girlfriends, you know, 30 girls on the side, fly around in private jets and all that kind of stuff. Because it's like, if you, Andrew Tate, had none of that, that financial access, would you be the same person and would people even listen to you? Or they only listen to you because you have the money and you can fly around in the jets and you can, you know, have the cars and have the watches And if they listen to you only because you have that, or the vast majority of people only listen to you because you have those things, what does that actually say about the quality of your message? So, I finally broke down after these couple years of hearing the Andrew Tate name, and this is the conclusion that I've come to, which is honestly a conclusion that I really truly felt like I had come to without even hearing much of the message that he puts out simply because it seems like his message revolves around you have to be flashy and that i don't agree with